suppressed Jedi and their valiant clone troopers have thwarted an insidious Separatist plot to plant bombs loaded with the deadly blue shadow virus in key Republic systems. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker have captured the vile scientists behind the nefarious scheme, Dr. Nuvo Vindi. Now the Jedi prepare to transport Vindi to the Republic capital for trial. <laughs> Greetings, Bucketheads. Mayvard. Tigar? Welcome to the 43rd Moon Escaping episode of Mandivision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to this podcast is via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, if possible, or so inclined, and on Apple Podcast. Give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They really help small, independent podcasts like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and, and make our presence felt with authority in the podcasting landscape. And we don't do anything on this podcast that isn't done without authority to it. We don't take guff and we give authority. That's how this podcast rolls. Again, I thank you so much for listening. <laughs> if you haven't turned it off already, st stick around. we got a great show planned this week. We're getting into Season 1, Episode 8, Mystery of a Thousand Moons. Again, same air date as our as our previous episode that we talked about on the last show. Uh, it, it This appeared to be... Um, and according to my recollection... And according to the internet, the, uh, both these episodes are, again, our last, our last episode, Blue Shadow Virus, and this episode, both aired February 13th, 2009. So I think it was, I do seem to recall it being a two-part episode, Star Wars, the Clone Wars special event uh, on the Cartoon Network. And, and uh, yeah, we got a special one lined up for you today. So otherwise, things are going okay here in, in, in the Mando Cave. How I hope everyone out there listening is doing well, and things are going okay, and and you know maybe things are starting to normalize more where you're living, and and that's a good thing, because we want more normalization. You know we're getting more news about Marvel stuff uh, coming to theater and streaming, so that that would seem to indicate that there will be a theater going audience soon, and and going to the theater obviously is a is, is a big part of uh, why I started getting into podcasts in the first place. I love. Movies. I mean, when I was a teenager, I was uh, a very large cinephile, and it wasn't just Star Wars. Uh, that that was a huge aspect of it. But I mean, there were so many amazing, like cult classic films that that I found my way to. Whether it was, you know, Evil Dead or Repo Man or, I you know, I mean, there's there's so many of them. And you know, in, in discovering new cult, what is a cult classic now, in my day, was a new thing that I just became obsessed with, like The Last Starfighter or Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, so I'm really excited about the idea uh, of us as as a, a, a sort of a, a broad world community being able to return to movie theaters once again. Because, I mean, 
I, I, I should taper that a little bit because if you know me well, you you probably have heard me on the Tomcast podcast talk about some of the less than stellar experiences I've had at the in the movie theater, but that doesn't detract from the movie going experience and, and seeing a movie uh, projected up on the big screen with like the earth shaking, uh, surround sound and, and deep resonance bass. I mean that's what that's what that is what you want when you go out to a movie theater and and uh, you know I try not to let a, a few bad uh, apples ruin the bunch, but sometimes you know you just end up with the wrong crowd. And you know, and, and more and more, that's easier and easier to do as people have just become uh, completely desensitized to uh, uh, politeness and 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 having uh, common courtesy for their fellow human beings out there. But uh, exciting news that may, maybe maybe by summer, maybe by the fall, uh, we're we're all in a better place to go back out again and and re-explore the world and. I guess what I'm what I'm really getting at is if someone wants to be proactive, if someone is listening to this podcast who has any kind of sway with with the powers that be at like AMC or Regal or any of the other, you know, big movie theater chains that are that are that are probably struggling right now. You want you want a theater going experience? Listen, listen, Marvel's doing their part. They're gonna give you Black Widow in July. Uh, and that's great. But you want you wanna get people pumped up, man? I shouldn't have said man. You want to get people pumped up, though? Oh, put Star Wars back in the theaters. Right, maybe maybe right around Christmas time. Let, let's play it safe. Let's play it conservatively. Let's say Christmas will have like something like what, like ninety eight percent of the population will have had the vaccine or something like that. They'll always be the outliers, and they're they're the troublemakers. You got to keep an eye on the troublemakers. But but we all want to go back to the theaters, right? Wouldn't you like to go? No. Wouldn't you like to go knowing that the person next to you is safe and not going to give you some kind of horrible, horrible disease? But wouldn't you like to go to the movie theaters knowing it's a safe experience? And and what better way to do that than like maybe a fun? You could break it up. You could break it up. You could do the prequels as a trilogy. You know, one, two, three, back to back, ba 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 ba, and that's one day. And then you do the original trilogy, ba 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 ba, four, five, six, and then you do the sequel trilogy. Seven, eight, nine, pop, 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 and then you have the one day, or like the one weekend, perhaps, where you just go all in. You go all in, and you play them all. What a great way to get people to go back to the movie theaters. I think I would, I would love to go see Star Wars in the movie theaters. Uh, it's been a long time since I saw the original, original, you know, Episode Four, New Hope, in theaters. Uh, got it. It was the '90s. I think the '90s was the, was was the last time I got to see Star Wars in a, in a movie theater, and. What better way to lure me out from the seclusion in my Obi-Wan Kenobi-like bunker here in the Judlin Wastes uh, than, to, than to put Star Wars back out in theaters? And and that's kind of my, my small pitch, my small plea. Uh, all right, let's get into this episode. Again, Season 1, Episode 18, Mystery of a Thousand Moons. But before we get into it, hey, you got to do one thing first. You do your end, I do my end. Let's <laughs> Let's do it together. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Senator, you should see this. It's one of the virus bombs. It looks like the chamber that holds the virus is missing. A droid must have taken it. Sound the alarm. How could droids have gotten a hold of the virus containers? I don't know, but I don't want to be around when they set it off. We've already taken the virus containers out of these bombs. We'll just have to check them again. 
means the virus is liberated. <laughs> you are doomed, young Jedi, along with the rest of the planet. Hey, you! Get away from there! What was that? Virus leak. Get to the safe room. Come on! Hey, all right. So, season one, episode 18, Mystery of a Thousand Moons. Original air date, February 13th, 2009. Our plot for this episode. The fatal blue shadow virus is released, infecting Ahsoka, Padme, and many clone troopers. Anakin and Obi-Wan must find the antidote on a mysterious planet from which no visitor has ever returned. Ominous. Ominous, ominous. This week's episode, directed by Jesse Yee, written by Brian Larson and Drew Z. Greenberg. Our cast for the episode, we have a lot of our principals returning. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, Catherine Tabber as Padme Abadala, and the voice of the angel. Ashley Eckstein as back as Ahsoka Tano. James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Matthew Wood as the battle droids. James Mathis III as Captain Typho. Matthew York returns once again as... Dr. Nouveau Vindy, David Kaufman as Jabo Hood. We will talk about Jabo Hood. We have things to say. BJ Hughes is George R. Binks. Phil Lamar, once again back. This time as Amit Noloff. Tom Kane as the narrator, and D. Bradley Baker as the clone troopers, and Captain Rex. Amit Noloff, I believe, is the uh, the Weequay that, or I'm sorry, the Quarren that we'll meet later on the, on the moon of Iago. So, excuse me while I paused there to sort of collect my thoughts on how that all played out. All right, so, and so as you heard from from our opening uh, little sound clip there, uh, things go wrong quickly in this episode. We're picking up pretty much from last week's episode. You would think everything was safe and secure, but no, no, no. We left that little rabbit droid running around with a vial of the Blue Shadow Virus, and apparently his programming was to uh, make sure that his master's plan succeeds at all costs. And that's exactly what you heard there, the little droid. Uh, interestingly enough, pulls the vial from one bomb and then takes it to another bomb, which I guess he had to do because that was the the, the, the initial bomb that it was stolen from was the one that was deactivated that would have triggered all of the bombs. So he takes the vial from that one. He goes back to the bomb room, sneaks around past some clone troopers who aren't paying that much attention, and, and activates it there. So the secret underground laboratory of Dr. Dr. Nouveau uh, is is flooded with the blue shadow virus. Uh, our 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 team of heroes, Rex and 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 Ahsoka, Padme, and Jar Jar, are racing to find safe haven to to lock themselves in secured rooms before the virus can affect them. Um, and yeah, it's not gonna go well. Doctor Doctor Vindy, again, we open with Doctor Vindy as a prisoner, but yeah, the rabbit droid undoes all that. And then uh, so I wanted to play a little clip here of Anakin. Uh, doing what he likes to refer to as uh, forceful negotiations. So let's let's kind of hear this. And he does those at the Blade of a Lightsaber. Where's the antidote, Vindy? <laughs> you mistake my role, Jedi. My job was to manufacture a plague, not to cure it. We don't have time for games. Patience, Anakin. There's more than one way to skin a womp rat. I said where? Yes! Kill me now and spare these old bones the Blue Shadow's dire embrace. Because once the first droid breaks out of that laboratory, 
All Naboo is doomed! Anakin, the fastest way to save Senator Amidala and Ahsoka is to get Vindy back to the capital and find an actual antidote. And that is our impetus for, for this week's episode. Obviously, the battle droids are trying to make their way out of the facility. Uh, I'm a little unclear if that is because they want to facilitate their own freedom, thus releasing the, the, the Blue Shadow virus uh, that way, or if it's part of their programming with Dr. Vindy that they are, uh, you know, now that they are in order to help fulfill his plan. Uh, that's I guess that's the only part of, point of clarity I wish I had a little bit more of. Um, Ahsoka's able to, she thinks she is able to get into a safe room with the clones. Turns out it's not that safe. Uh, but Padme and Jar Jar get into a safe room, and they're wearing their biohazard suits. That's also important to note here. Uh, what do we got? Turns out that virus is in the chamber, so Rex, Ahsoka, and the rest of the troopers are infected, which um, is in, in a prime example of heroism uh, from this show. And, and again, much like its previous episode, I find this episode a tad clunky in, in, in particular areas. Uh, but it is better than its previous parts, uh, and, and and one of the the examples of that is in this the the, the active heroism on the part of Ahsoka and the clones, who who decide that they cannot let the battle droids escape. They cannot let them breach the surface, releasing the blue shadow virus onto the populace of Naboo, and so they're now infected, and and instead of of of, of wallowing and 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 facing death. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a more uh, subdued, cowardly manner, they, they they take action and they will make their sacrifices noble and they will save the people of Naboo by killing all the battle droids who are attempting to break through to the surface and release the virus there. Uh, I really like that aspect of this episode. It is one of the stronger aspects of this episode, in my opinion. Uh, one of the other strong aspects of this episode, much like what we saw in last week's episode or or earlier this week's episode, depending on when they drop on the calendar, uh, but but in part one in the Blue Shadow Virus, you know there there were some uh, references back, some callbacks to episode one, particularly going to Theed and the hangar in Theed and going to Naboo and and Amidala's uh, her sort of knowing how the Senate would react to to reports of a few battle droids here on the surface of Naboo. And, and you know, so, like, much more of a, an overt political uh, uh, reference to Star Wars Episode One. This episode, in particular, is much more... Um, it references back to Episode One, but in a kind of a more subtle way. Uh, this, I mean, a lot of this goes back to Anakin as a small boy on Tatooine, uh, you know, in the service of Watu, in, in, in this... In this and when I say service, I mean a slave of Watto. And, and he talks about when, when he has the awkward first line to Padme of the, Are you an angel? And, and he talks about the angels on the moons of Iago. And that's exactly where we're going. We're going to Iago, and we're going to meet one of the angels of Iago in this episode. So in, in, a, in a lot of senses, it's kind of neat in that regards, in that we, we finally get like a little bit of a base of reference Um other than, than a small boy referencing the tales that he's heard from from like traders and pirates and, and smugglers uh, in in the taverns around Mos Espa, so so that in in that regards is kind of a neat episode, uh, but not a, not a, not a uh, great episode. So right here, let's go ahead and play the scene 
Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin have gone back to feed. They've taken Vindy with them, and they have just turned him over into uh, the custody of the Naboo security forces. Let's hear what happens next. Here we go. Now we'll need to find an antidote. I think I found an answer for you. So you think you found a cure? Possibly. A little-known extract made from Rixa root. A weed-like vine found only on Iego, the world of a thousand moons, deep in separatist-controlled space. Let's go. You must move cautiously if you- There's no time for caution. My Padawan is trapped down there, and so is Padme. I mean, Senator Amidala. Everyone I applaud your courage, General Skywalker. But it's suicide. Once we contain the virus, we can send troops. No. Obi-Wan and I can handle it. I concur, Anakin. So they're taking off for Iego. And, um, yeah, this is also in, in, in chronological order with, with the, uh, with the, what's the best way to say it? Um, our heroes making their way. We go back to the bunker, to the laboratory, and this is when the decision is made that, hey, if they're going to die of this, this blue shadow virus, they're going to take out all the droids in the process. So this is when they go on the offensive. And they start killing the battle droids. And again, I th that act of heroism, I really uh, enjoy and respect in this episode. And it's one of the stronger parts of this episode. So let's kind of let's kind of fast forward a little bit. Get to Anakin and 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 Obi Wan arriving in Iago, and it's uh, they arrive and it's they they are in this graveyard of starships, and keep your eyes out. In this graveyard of starships, because uh, you'll see dead bodies <laughs> amongst the debris here. This is not just rubble and wreckage in in the star in 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 the in orbit around the planet. It's 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 a whole thing. Like you will see dead people. It's quite quite the spectacle here. Uh, now, what we get when? Oops, sorry, I did that early. What we get here. As our heroes land on the platform, they're arriving at the city of Cliffhold, and they are greeted by a lot of battle droids. I mean, a lot, a lot of battle droids. Uh, it seems to trigger Anakin in a certain sense, and I just kind of want to play the scene out. It's a little long, but I'm going to let it run uh, because there, there's kind of a decent humor element to it. Uh, now, we as an audience see these battle droids are not... Not the battle droids are ever really fearsome, but these are not, uh, they're not armed. They seem to have faces drawn on them. A lot of them don't even have the right heads on their bodies. And, and we'll, we'll a little bit, learn a little bit more about that. I'm going to let the scene kind of play out here. So, so let's roll with it, okay? Here we go. All right, they're coming in for a landing. City of Clifford. Let's go. Anakin. Anakin sees the battle droids. Doesn't see the smiley faces drawn Not on good. them. Saber up. Welcome to Aigo. 
This is when Anakin notices. You just destroyed 17 defenseless battle droids without suffering a scratch. 18, actually. The venerable Jabo Hood requests an audience. Jabo? Hey, do you guys have any idea how long it took me to repurpose those droids? <laughs> You're Jabo? Well, do you? I apologize for my friend's rather rash behavior. Nine months, man. It took me nine months. <sighs> oh, that's our cue. Channel two. So yeah, we're just this is gonna play out. I want to hear the Jedi talking with Jabo here, and we'll talk you about a bit like about Jabo. Come by this many battle droids anyway. Simple. When the Separatists took off, they left all this junk behind. I got a whole warehouse full of them right over there. So you programmed them to serve you? No reason to let a good droid rust, right? Mm hmm. Looks like you used a macro protocol to wipe them all simultaneously. Impressive. I see you know your droids. You're Jedi, aren't you? You want me to show you how I did it? Perhaps another time. What we need now is Reeksarut. Do you know where we can find some? Here, there, everywhere. We don't have time for games, kid. Where's the route? What my friend is trying to say is that we are in a bit of a hurry. <laughs> not anymore, you're not. Look, you little... The system is haunted, cursed, whatever. Anyway, Jedi or not, no one gets off this rock alive. Not past Droll. Droll! Droll? Yeah, Droll. The Phantom Ruler of Viego. He destroys anything that leaves the planet. Fifty of the best star pilots in the galaxy have tried. Fifty tried. Fifty died. I suppose that explains the ruined ships in the moon belt. First things first. We'll have to deal with this droll later. Alright, so let, let's pause there. Let, let's, there's a lot to kind of get through from that scene. Uh, first of all, it's a little... I find it a little odd that a, a, a civilization in the Star Wars universe, in the Star Wars galaxy, uh, believes in some sort of uh, supernatural, all-powerful all, all deity, uh, not you know protecting it from uh, ships leaving the planet. That is something we've seen in Star Trek from, from a primitive species. And that's not the case here. When we see more of the, of the citizens of Cliffhold, we see Quarans and we see Ithorians and humans and uh, the angel beings. So, so they all got here at some somehow, some way. So they're all from different cultures with different belief systems. Uh, but they all seem uh, apparently everyone who goes to Diego is extremely uh, superstitious and and believes in this all powerful uh, droll that, that will keep them there. And and that seems silly. It, it's like a, it's like it's like we get like a like a like a seven minute Star Trek plot in in a Star Wars Clone Wars episode. It, it's very interesting, not for the best. Uh, what else do we get from this this from this conversation? Let Let's talk about. I want to talk about about Jabo Hood, uh, because and now I have some new context for him. Like for you know in two thousand nine when this debuted, I didn't think much of Jabo Hood. I was like whatever. It's this kind of like 
kid. He knows how to. He knows his way around reprogramming droids and making the most of an opportunity that existed. Because apparently the Separatists, when they rolled out, they left these droids behind, and 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 Jabo just kind of takes advantage and repurposes them. It seemed easy enough, but I want to provide a little bit more of my own personal takeaways from this because, uh, you know, I mentioned on the most recent. Uh, Banthatrax episode that I've sort of began or have begun to dip my toe back into the waters of the new relaunched expanded universe canon of Star Wars and and you know one of the big things that kicked that off was this uh, the Star Wars aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig and well I couldn't help but draw comparisons between. Jabo Hood and a young uh, 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 Temin Snap Wexley, Jesus, Temin, Temin Wexley, aka Snap Wexley, who we meet in, in The Force Awakens and in and, and other of the JJ Star Wars uh, uh, trilogy, who is, you know, obviously popular. Uh, <laughs> Snap Wexley is a bit of an interesting character, too, uh, in the sense that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was played by 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 Greg Grunberg, who we've all know. You know, we know from Alias, we know from a bunch of other JJ projects. But like Snap he kind of like took on this like undeserved, uh, like Wedge Antilles level uh, uh, mystique, and then is quickly dispatched in 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 uh, in the Rise of Skywalker. So we he's not Snap yet, but we meet Timon Wexley in Star Wars Aftermath. And in the star throughout this the Star Wars Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig, which I, I will say I don't it, it's okay I don't like it per se but it's fine uh, I don't know if you're a fan of that or not um, if you do that I got no I got no beef with you hopefully you have no beef with me it's but it's not my cup of tea per per se uh, mostly because it focuses on on not our heroes. And there's nothing wrong with the expanding of the of the of the Star Wars galaxy, introduces to new heroes and new characters. Um, but when you're of my age, and the the introduction of of a universe or, or of a, of an expanded Star Wars galaxy beyond the films, after you know ten plus years, you know, with no Return of the Jedi since Return of the Jedi, and you get amazing characters like Grand Admiral Thrawn, and they're squaring off against your heroes. Luke, Han, and Leia, Chewie, the whole shebang. Uh, this 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 series had a lot to live up to, and and to me it hasn't. But perhaps I'm facing I am placing unfair expectations on it. But if you read, have read these books, I I feel like it's really hard to not draw a comparison between Jabo Hood and Temin Wexley in these books because Temin, and now granted not to the scale that Jabo does, but he repurposes the battle droid and turns it into. Basically, a a, a a a serial killer that he can control. I mean, the the droid's a psychopath, but he just happens to be able to pull the strings on it. And uh, Mr. Bones is the name of that droid, and and we'll we'll talk more about that later on. Uh, I'm only through the second book on on that series, or I'm only in the middle of that second book, I should say. But I, watching this episode, it's like, oh, Jabo has a lot in common with the Temin Wexley character. Uh, when he's a young teen and he's uh, on his home planet and he repurposes battle droids and he's kind of like up to his own scheming ways because he doesn't has, he has no parental figures 
Tim and Wexley grows up, his parents go off to join the rebellion. I don't know much about Jabo Hood's uh, parentage or why he's a kid, if he's just some kind of uh, uh, tech savvy street urchin, as as uh, Dickens might have said. Uh, but I couldn't help but draw that comparison, so I wanted to kind of talk about that on the, on this episode. And and again, we have Droll, which is a problem where where no ships can leave the system. They tackle that later on. Uh, going back to Naboo, more Jar Jar hijinks. And his shenanigans this time are costly because he, uh, uh, his actions or inactions or bungling actions uh, lead to, to Padme, her, her, her suit, her biohazard protective suit being compromised and her being exposed to the virus because she was saving Jar Jar. I don't like that very much. <laughs> it bothers me. Now, not the heroic actions of, of, of Padme. That's completely within character and makes total sense. But Jar's just kind of complete incompetence in these two episodes. Again, I, 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 re, I reiterate, I want to be in Jar Jar's corner. I, I'm not a Jar Jar hater, to the, to, at least not to the extent that many people are. Many people of my generation in particular are. But he makes it hard sometimes. And in these two episodes, he does himself no favors. No favors whatsoever. Uh, let me go ahead. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get a next the next uh, sound clip queued up because we're gonna talk a little bit more about the the cursed planet, the corn, and and uh, the whole thing, the whole thing. All right, here we go. Let's let's go ahead and play the clip right now. Cares about those of us who were left can't leave because of the curse. Cursed we are. The planet is cursed. Cursed by whom, my twitchy friend? The ghost of Drawl, that's who. A ghost? The spirit of the Thousand Moons, our protector and destroyer. You ask me, sounds like a load of... Superstition? That's one word for it. Superstition, you say? Can't hold on much. Someone help me! That was Takedo. He was a friend of mine. Try to leave this planet, and your fate will be the same. All right, I'm going to pause it there. You know, <laughs> as is a little bit on brand with the podcast, I got a bit ahead of myself because I completely skipped the section where Obi-Wan and Anakin go and they get the root. They are successful in their mission. They're able to recover the root that they need to, to, to cure, to provide an antidote for the Blue Shadow Virus, thus saving their friends and comrades. Uh, and and that's a pretty interesting scene. There's a giant plant monster, uh, lots of danger, lots of action. I, I again, it's 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 a good enough it's a it's a good scene. It gets our characters from A to B. It, it lets them achieve their goal. But now we kind of get back into the main thing here with with uh, now Obi Wan and Anakin need to leave with the root so they can save their friends. And they're about to go up in orbit for the first time. And that's when they discover that it's in uh, uh, this crazy separatist energy field. And uh, there, I know there's a, a Deep Space Nine episode that kind of had a similar thing where like you couldn't leave the planet because some ancient race had put this thing in place. But the 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 layout of the energy field 100% reminds me of of the classic Star Trek of the Tholian web, this sort of like web that kind of envelops the exit points uh, of of this planet and and. So that's always kind of interesting to me. I'm not gonna lie, that that that, that kind of uh, kind of makes me happy. 
All right, so now I want to play the clip of Ahsoka checking in with Anakin. And uh, again, more highly emotional, highly volatile Anakin. Obi-Wan just chastised him here uh, to a degree. But if you're, if you're Anakin's Jedi Master, are you not concerned with the highly emotional state your Padawan is in at this point? Destroyed all the battle droids inside the compound, Master. Naboo is safe from further contamination. I repeat, Naboo is safe. <coughs> Promise me that no one will ever open this bunker. Goodbye, Anakin. I... <coughs> no! We'll borrow a power converter from Jabo and reprogram it to feed Slow our... Slow down, Anakin. Slow down. Slow down? You saw them, Master. They're dying. A great leap forward often requires first taking two steps back. And sometimes all it requires is the will to jump. At least hear me out on this. All right, so let's play this scene out a little bit. Citizens too. of Iego. Here we go. Droll is not a ghost. Rather, it is a separatist security system. Nonsense! You were lucky to escape alive. Simple as that. And who says we didn't make our own luck? The ghost of Droldars, that's who. Did anyone inhabit Iego's moons before the Separatists arrived? The angels, Lord. Angels? And here comes one now. We were a peaceful people before the Separatists drove us from our homes and stole our moon. And which moon was that? Milius Prime. The primary node. It must be near Milius Prime. Hmm. Vulture droids. Jabo, can you reactivate those vulture droids? Sure. I can even fly them by remote control. Good. We can have R2 fly the vulture droids as a decoy into the laser field. And since we know what we're up against this time, we can destroy the laser emitter. And cut a path right to Milius Prime. <coughs> oh, let's cut a path to Milius Prime. That is just a great idea. I, You know, I, it was funny. I don't remember hearing the name Milius previously in this uh in the in this in this show uh but jo uh, perhaps you are familiar with John Milius uh and if you're not I recommend I highly recommend the documentary on John Milius I believe it is just called Milius it came out in around 2013 I watched it on Netflix or Amazon Prime one of the two uh, I I can't remember too but but John Milius was a, a, a you know a young upcoming filmmaker. He came up with guys like Spielberg and Coppola and George Lucas. They were all friends together, and you know for a long time Milius did a lot of uh, fantastic script doctoring. You know he punched up scenes in Apocalypse Now. He punched up scenes in Jaws. Uh, he did Red Dawn, and, and and Conan the Barbarian. Like there was a lot of stuff that John Milius. Uh, has, has brought to our popular culture that sometimes because he was a script doctor, he, he was doing script doctor stuff. He doesn't get a hundred percent credit for, uh, but watch that documentary and find out exactly what John Milius did. And again, I mentioned this because he was a contemporary of Lucas and I, and I am rather curious if this was a bit of a tribute to him uh, in, in that sense, having a planet Milius prime named after him. So Anakin and Obi-Wan now have a plan and uh, spoilers, the plan will work. And they will be able to escape from the Iago system 
and they will make their way back to Naboo, where the clones are dying, and and obviously Padme and and Ahsoka are dying. They're able to get back. They're able to save everyone. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoiler alert. No one, no one uh, important to Episode Three dies before Episode Three in this show. That's the good news. They they are able to save the day. They're able to rescue everyone. I again. I, I call attention to the fact that that Obi Wan uh, has Anakin's you know master, and maybe master is a strong word because I, I believe after the events of Attack of the Clones, An- Anakin's his own knight, but they're often still paired together. It may not be a Padawan, uh, a, you know, master and apprentice relationship per se, because by Attack of the Clones they are they are on much more even footing with each other. Um, but Obi-Wan has to be observing these things and his his seeing Anakin's highly emotional reactions, particularly when it comes to Padme, has got to be concerning for him. And and so I, I now am, am often left to wonder <laughs> if the Jedi Order preached more open communication, more emotional sit-downs, uh, sharing of feelings, and, 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 and the unburdening of one's soul, if perhaps the Jedi Order would have survived. The, the Clone Wars, and come out and defeated Chief Palpatine before the rise of the Empire. <laughs> they just needed a big commune together, sit in a circle, a little kumbaya, a little, or perhaps a little Jedi-ra, as it were, and, and, and in order to save the day. And, you know, I don't know. Wishful thinking, maybe, on my part. But let's let's kind of get to our heroes swooping in to save the day uh, and, and Anakin rushing off to see Padme. I'm assuming now this seems a little awkward in the sense that like we're seeing people evacuated from the, from the lab. The two one B medical droids are there. I'm assuming it's because they've have given the antidote and the virus has been uh, somewhat nullified at this point. Cause uh, you know, once you open that thing, wouldn't they shoot in the air or are they just like, Oh, whatever we have a vaccine. We're fine. Re- re- release it. Release the virus. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, but and again, and again, highly emotional. Obi Wan watching, watching. Here we go. Padme, I spoke with the medical droid. He expects you to make a full recovery. I never lost faith in you. None of us did. Well, that's good to hear, because there were a few moments where we weren't so sure of ourselves. Well, you did make it. By the way, your Padawan was brilliant. Hey, he calls him Padawan there, so he's I not trust a I'll knight. see you soon, General Skywalker. Of course, my lady. <laughs> Gotta finish up here with Jar Jar. I heard you were quite brave fending off the battle droids, Jar Jar. Really? Senator Armadala suggested we offer you training to help hone your skills with a blaster. Really? Really? Oh boy! I'm gonna be trained! I am not training him. You did a fantastic job today, Snips. All thanks to your training, Master. Yeah, you're right. I probably do deserve most of the credit. But not all of it. 
Good thing I know you don't mean everything you say. Pilot, get these two out of here. Thank you, Master. That that's the episode. That's the show right there. Uh, a solid ending. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, our, our I mean, so many of our heroes uh, left in peril. You would think they re would recover slowly, but no, no, no. They're back. They're back next week, and they're a okay. Again, a little bit of that that kind of like loose chronology that we talked about in prior episodes. Uh, we're we're you know we don't know what's happening necessarily between some of these these arc episodes. Uh, so, so we have to assume that our heroes recover and, and they, they, they progress nicely in their recoveries. Um, I don't know if I have much else to say. We talked about Anakin, it, it, highly emotional, highly volatile. Obi-Wan, you know, again, as, as Padme helped us reestablish and now help correct me, very much still a Padawan to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Obi-Wan just kind of... Crosses his arms and, and you know raises an eyebrow. Use your words, Obi Wan. Use your words. I love you, but communication not your strong point. And again, that is perhaps the downfall of the Jedi Order. Not the most uh, chatty uh, <laughs> of of uh, samurai monk warriors in the in the galaxy. You know, perhaps a little bit more sharing of the feelings would go a long way to helping get the Order through this, which they won't. And that's but hey. What are you going to do? Well, oh, if you're like me, you go back and you read The High Republic because that's when the Jedi were still kicking all the booty. All the booty. All right, let's wrap it up. We're running long. I'm not quite sure how we got so far off track. Maybe me maybe me talking about Snap Wexley for so long uh, derailed the episode. Uh, but hey, thank you, the listener, so much for taking the time to download, stream, and support this podcast. If you want to help us out, uh, keep supporting the show. You know, obviously downloading and streaming is the best way to do so, but but make sure all the Mandalorians that you know are listening to the show. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcast, five-star reviews are, are a huge, huge help. Uh, and whatever platform you're on, a lot of them do offer the, the opportunity to review a podcast. And if you want to take, you know, two, three, four, five minutes to, to write a, a review of the show, that would be the best. That is completely the be one of the best ways to support a podcast that, that you could ever, ever do without having to spend a single dime of your own money. If you want to do spend dimes of your own money, head over to 3bzine.com. That is our network website. And head over to our store Envy page. You can buy a shirt. You know, pick up a nice shirt, some cool gear to wear, represent the show around town. That's another great way to support the podcast. And I appreciate it in advance. And, and hit me up. If you want to wear a shirt, if you buy a shirt and you want to wear a shirt, Post it on social media and tag me, okay? I'd love to see it. Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to do a long-form email, hit me up, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. And like I said, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all the Mandos in your covert, all the all the Ithorians in your neighborhood, all the Quarrens down the street, uh, the whole thing, the whole, whole shebang. Uh, and again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're you, Take time, give us those five star reviews. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, uh, Audible. The list grows and grows and grows. If you want a, a complete list, 
email me. I'll, I'll send it all to you, okay? Thank you for helping make this Star Wars podcast uh, go. And thanks for making it so much freaking fun. I'm having a blast. I love that everyone's engaging and, and, and chatting with me and, and, and taking the time to, to revisit Star Wars The Clone Wars. You know, this show started off as, as, a, as a way to talk about The Mandalorian. But now we're going back and we're watching Star Wars The Clone Wars. And I couldn't be... I couldn't be having more fun. I'm so, so happy. And, and this is uh, this is just the beginning. Just the beginning. Get ready. Get ready to execute Order 66. Because, we, hey, we're getting there. We're getting there. The Bad Batch is coming. That's all about Order 66. And we will have tons of coverage of that. I posed the question last week. And I will pose it again on this episode as well before we wrap it up. Uh... Do you want me to focus singularly on the Bad Batch once that starts on May the 4th? Or would you rather have episodes of the Bad Batch on Fridays, doing those reviews as the new episodes drop, and then on Mondays we start doing the reviews of Season 2 episodes? Let me know what you think. Remember, Instagram, Twitter is the easiest way to do it. I can t- I'll take the email too. At Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram. MandovisionTom at gmail.com. All right, let's wrap it up. We're 45 minutes in. I don't even know how we did that. This episode, by the way, is a 6.0 for me. 6.0. A lot to like, but detracted because I've... you I, Detracted because there, there were some things. There were some things. I could probably do a 6.5. I'm not feeling that generous today. 6.0. All right. We'll be back next week. We're going to get kick off the Ryloth trilogy, a big high watermark for season one of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And you know what? It, depending on, on how the news breaks, we might drop all three of those in one week because they are pretty darn, if, if memory serves, they're pretty darn good. So get ready for the Ryloth trilogy and then we're off to the season finale for season one. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Keep your buckets on. Don't take them off. Never, never take off your bucket. All right, and remember, there's only one way this podcast can end, and this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. <laughs>